So it is no secret that Christian and I have lived our lives in a pretty unconventional way. And I've shared a lot of those pieces and parts on previous episodes of the podcast. And, you know, honestly, when I, when I look back at the choices we've made, I'd like to be able to tell you that it was all done with this grand plan ahead of time. And we kind of had this big vision of where we were going to take our life, but that really wasn't what happened. It just kind of happened. And we just kind of followed the leanings of our guts and our intuition and what we knew was right for our family. And lo and behold, it has created the life that we have today, which is pretty unique and beyond really my wildest dreams of what I thought I would be doing as a 36-year-old mother of three <laughs> out on the prairies of Wyoming. So it's worked out well. And especially when we start to think about what our world is looking like today. And by today, I mean the last year and a half. Um, things are heating up. Things are changing very rapidly, more so than I ever thought I would see in my lifetime, to be honest. And I'm realizing these choices that we made unintentionally have set us up for a whole lot of security and a whole lot of peace of mind and freedom in these very uncertain times. And so I've been ruminating on this a lot lately, and I thought I would share with you today kind of the four societal systems that Christian and I inadvertently ended up opting out of that have literally changed the course of our life forever. You're listening to the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast, where ambitious people master the art of returning to their roots. Have you found yourself disenchanted with society or wishing you could opt out of the rat race? Perhaps you're craving a life that's meaningful and tangible, a life where you can create and produce instead of merely consume. I'm Jill Winger, best-selling author and longtime homesteader. Over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of families create more connection, grow amazing organic food, and find the ultimate fulfillment through an old-fashioned lifestyle. And I can do the same for you. Now, on to our episode. Okay, so full disclosure, I normally have kind of an outline of notes just to keep myself on track during podcast episodes. And I just, I sat down honestly to write some notes out and I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to turn on the mic and see what happens. So sometimes that's really good. Sometimes it gets a little rambly, but um, I'm going to do my best. I kind of have an idea of what I want to share with you today. I have a lot of things I want to share with you. And I've had all these things swirling in my mind for many months and I haven't known how to really verbalize them. Um, So I'm going to do my best. But in a nutshell, I know you guys are feeling this too. Things are heating up real fast. Um, And honestly, I've never felt like this before. I feel like we're kind of headed into uncharted territory, you know, uh, for the U.S. and other places around the world. But I can only, of course, speak to my experience in the U.S. as as an American citizen. But, you know, prior to this, Christian and I would always kind of joke, especially around elections and and presidential campaigns. Everybody gets all wound up about their candidate and their party and this and that. But when you kind of look at the grand scheme of the last 50, 60 years, whatever, you you know, the presidents, they talk a big game, they have all these ideas, and they just kind of end up, um, nothing much changes, right? There's checks and balances in place, which is a good thing. And so they'll say they're going to do this or that. And, And there's little changes that happen, but not necessarily anything monumental. And so things kind of always maintain that status quo. And I feel like Um, thanks to COVID and of course we can, um, pontificate on how intentional that was or how non-intentional it was. That's a 
an episode for a different day, or maybe not at all. I don't know if I want to even get into that. <laughs> um, but because of COVID and the situation we find ourselves in with that, it's caused some massive shifts that we I don't really feel like we've seen the likes of, at least in recent modern history, with laws and mandates and governance that's happening and trickling down and affecting us in our everyday lives. And so um, it's it's interesting and a little unnerving and um, it, it it makes me have butterflies in my stomach sometimes. And I'm like, wow, I feel like we're getting, we're kind of like climbing up to the top of the roller coaster. You know, you're buckled in and it's up to the top of the, the peak and we're getting ready to whoosh down the other side. So I don't know what the future holds. I, I definitely have some, um, some predictions. Is that the right word? I don't know if that's the right word. Some ideas of where things are headed and some of the strategy that's being put into place right now. Um, it's all just speculation on my part. So I don't really care to go into that because I feel like there's enough of that on the internet. But all of that to say, uh, Christian and I have, we honestly feel pretty confident in where we're at, regardless of what happens in the world around us, just because of how we have opted out of so many of the systems that hold people captive in our modern world. And so I wanted to share some of this with you today. And the, the tricky thing is when I talk about this in any way, shape or form, people always, well, sometimes they get a little defensive and sometimes they, they start to react by instantly talking about how they can't do what I did and they're stuck or their situation's different. So they can't opt out. And I just want to encourage you to listen with an open mind and if you start to have those ideas pop into your head where it's like, I can't, I can't, like just quiet those down and, and just listen and see how you can reframe that. Because no, your, your story and your path won't look like Christian and mine. It will be different. It might not be as extreme or intense as ours, but you can still do so much more than you think. And the thing about a lot of these systems is they've kind of conditioned us intentionally or non-intentionally to kind of believe that they're the only way. Or this is the only way to do it. And I used to have those same beliefs and um, understandings that there wasn't a way to skirt around what everyone else is doing. And it was a process of kind of awakening and uncovering and realization that there's a lot of other ways to do this. And just because everyone else is doing it or just because your, your parents or your grandparents or your teachers told you this was the way to do it, it doesn't mean you have to do it that way. And so... Um, I get really geeked out, um, on the history of some of this, like that's something I find fascinating. And it's something I want to keep learning more about is how the different forces of the different eras and, and historical events have, sh have caused the systems to be what they are today and, and how we kind of fell into those and in, in a response to things like, um, uh, economics or maybe the world war II or things like that. I find that fascinating, but, um, regardless I just want you to know that if you're feeling the urge to break free and to be a little more non-conformist, there is a way to do that, my friend. Even if you think you're stuck, you're not as stuck as you think. So um, yeah. So anyway, without further ado, the four systems that Christian and I kind of sort of accidentally opted out of that really have set us up for a lot of peace of mind and a lot of freedom, especially with what's happening in the world right now are number one. Uh, money. I'm going to expand on these. So just give me a minute. So money is the first one, health, education, and our food. And food is one we've talked about a lot, but I'll touch on that a little bit today again. 
Um, but those four things, there's a lot of societal constructs around them. And there's a lot of beliefs that you just do what everybody does. And, um, us opting out of that has allowed us to kind of feel, I, I get this mental image of us kind of like skirting above the fray in all of the garbage that has happened uh, in our world lately. It, it's given us a lot of uh, autonomy and a sense of peace of mind. So let's start with money. I think that's a big one. I know that's a big one. So there's a couple, there's actually a lot of pieces of this. I'm just going to go high level because we could really get in the weeds on that, on this. And there's a lot more I, I will be sharing in the future in various capacities. But the first thing Christian and I did was we got out of debt. And I've shared this before in other episodes. Um, thank you, Dave Ramsey. Thank you, Total Money Makeover. We did it when we were young, dumb, newlyweds. And we didn't have a grand vision of what this would mean, but we knew that we didn't want to be slaves to someone else. And that's something that Dave Ramsey preaches. And that message was very, very appealing to us. And Christian had a very uh, interesting perspective on that from being in the construction trades. And even as a young guy who wasn't super savvy on all of this um, independence and freedom and this idea of being an entrepreneur, he wasn't into that yet. But he did notice uh, a very interesting phenomenon. And what would happen is, you know, he was a journeyman electrician. And so the guys would work really hard to get to the point where they could take their journeyman's test because then you get that title and you also get a big pay raise. And he said what he kind of would notice is that once somebody would become a journeyman and get their pay raise, um, there was this expectation and sometimes an even encouragement from bosses or coworkers to go out and buy a brand new truck because it worked out well for the bosses because they knew if you had that truck payment, uh, then you had to keep working to pay for the truck and they kind of had you. They kind of knew that you weren't going to leave. You weren't going to quit them and go somewhere else. And so it gave the bosses peace of mind, but it also made the guy, the person with a brand new truck, a slave to that. And, you know, if something were to happen or they started to really hate their job or things like that, they didn't have as much freedom to say, peace out. I'm, I'm out of here, buddy. You're, you're, this isn't what I want anymore because they were kind of beholden um, to that truck payment. And obviously there's a lot of pieces, parts of that, but that was something that Christian and I talked about a lot. And so that was a big driving force for us as young newlyweds to uh, stay out of debt. We didn't put things on credit cards. A lot of you have heard these stories. We drove old vehicles. We never had a vehicle payment. Um, when we did buy things for our homestead, whether it was a tractor or a, a trailer, we always bought the oldest thing that was in decent shape, but it, it wasn't something we had to put on a payment plan. And that has served us extremely well because we have not been a slave to any uh, creditors. We, we just have never had to worry about that. And yes, we did take out a mortgage um, when we went to buy our homestead. And that is, if you follow Dave Ramsey, that's one of the things he kind of gives allowances for was, you know, get, get the mortgage, but, you know, make sure you're financing it in, an, in a smart way and pay it off as fast as possible. And so when we did get our mortgage, we borrowed way under what we were approved for because we didn't want to ever get to that point where we could barely make the mortgage payment. And we knew we had to basically, um, you know, become indentured servants to our employers and do things we hated just to make sure we could pay the mortgage. So we, we borrowed less than we were approved for. And our goal was to pay it off early. And so even when we were really tight, we would pay an extra couple hundred bucks a month 
anytime we possibly could. And then as our businesses started to grow, our very first priority wasn't a new car and it wasn't a new horse and it wasn't a fancy house. It was get the the land and the, the mortgage paid off as fast as possible. And we did. I believe it was 2015. We paid off uh, the whole thing. And that was like the best day ever. And we're free and clear. We've been free and clear ever since. Not one single thing we have done since that time, since we took out our mortgage has involved going into debt, nothing. We buy everything cash. And I am a wholehearted devotee of that mindset because I know that even if uh, everything went to heck tomorrow, right? Let's say all of my businesses crashed simultaneously, which would be pretty tough because I have a number of different income streams, which is on purpose. But if everything crashed uh, or went down to bare bones, I have very little as far as um, monthly bills go, right? Um, electricity would be one and let's see, we heat with wood. So I'd have a little bit of a propane bill to run a few things in the house and, um, a few, little bit of groceries, but we also grow a lot of our own food. And so, I mean, it's maybe property taxes, right? There's not a lot I have going out. If I had to get really slim, I, we could do it. And that is peace of mind. That is what allows us to sleep at night. And that's Christian and I's biggest thing is, um, we make sure with our finances, we have put ourselves in a position where we can sleep at night and we're never stuck in a place we don't want to be because we have to pay off something. So that was huge for us, huge. And it is such uh, a societal construct to believe that, hey, it's normal to have the car payment. It's normal to have the toy payment. It's normal to have $30,000 in credit card debt. It's normal to have student loans. It's normal to have a more mortgage than you can afford. Um, and you don't have to. You That is not normal. It's not true. You can opt out of that. And encouragement, in case you're listening to this and you're like, cool, Jill, fine, whatever. Yeah, that's nice. I have those things. I have student loans. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know then what I know now and I have credit card. That's totally fine. You are not, you are still not stuck. You can absolutely take steps to eliminate those things. But that would be, if I were in your shoes, I would say that would be one of my number one priorities is to do whatever it takes to get rid of that consumer debt and that student loan debt and um, make sure that you're free and clear. So that was huge for us. Um, another really big piece of that, of course, is working for ourselves and not being beholden to um, a corporation or an, a typical nine to five. And that has given us a lot of peace of mind in that, you know, I'm watching what is happening. It is literally ripping my heart out to see what is happening in places like New York and California and in other corporations as well with the mandates where people are not allowed to make choices um, because if they do so, they will lose their jobs. And there are people as of today, I don't know when you listen to this episode, but it's September 30th, the day I'm recording this. And there are people I'm seeing all over social media getting fired as we speak because um, they are not in accordance with the mandates put forth by the federal government. And that, uh, oh, just, it makes me angry. It makes me so angry. And I, I just want to like, I guess get super fired up, but putting, how do I say this? Cause I know that not everyone can do what Christian and I have done to the same extent. And that's not what I'm trying to say, but what I'm trying to, what I am trying to say is to your best ability, 
put yourself in a place of power when it comes to your employment. And that's been crucial for us as we don't, you know, we don't have to answer to someone else telling us when we can go on vacation and when I have to be in the office and what I have to inject into my body. We're able to make those decisions as entrepreneurs um, and as people who are self-employed. And I know not every single person can be self-employed, but the cool thing is, is if you don't have um, all the debt and the financial baggage, you're able to be a little more footloose and francy free when it comes to um, maybe switching your jobs or switching up things like that. So I know this isn't an easy, there isn't an easy cut and dry answer for this. There's not a uh, one, two, three easy steps and we'll fix this problem. It's a, it's a horrible, um, disgraceful thing that that is happening in our country right now. As far as that goes, I don't care if you're pro vaccine or anti-vaccine or whatever. Um, that's cool. You can, you can have your opinions on that. I do believe though, that forcing, um, a medical treatment onto someone that they don't want in order to make them keep their job is wrong. And I will very happily say that from my public platform, that is wrong, no matter what your thoughts are on the vaccine. So it's a great time to figure out how to create an income in creative ways, whether that is flipping, um, items and selling them on eBay, or it is starting a lawn care business, or it's, um, you know, creating products online or offering coaching. I, I mean, I know it, there's unconventional pieces to that and it's not always this easy path, but uh, there's no better time to figure out how you can work for yourself. Um, okay, so that was our, the first system we opted out of was kind of the, the traditional idea of debt and the nine to five trap that a lot of people find themselves in. The second system that Christian and I have opted out of over the years is the kind of big pharma traditional healthcare system. And I say this with a grain of salt. Again, there's a lot of grain of salt. Here's the, here's the thing. All these things have nuance. And so without fail, when I talk on one of these topics, I always get responses where people want to talk about the exceptions or their unique situation. And I get it. There's a lot of variables out there. This is just in kind of broad terms. And you guys can take these concepts and apply them to your life as you see fit. Obviously, again, my path is not your path and vice versa. But um, staying away from as many pieces of big pharma as possible has been a really big thing for Christian and I, and just being able to, um, do our own research and kind of think outside the box with certain things and listen to other voices beyond just what, you know, maybe you're going to read from certain government medical organizations I feel like that's really empowering and knowledge is power and it doesn't hurt anyone to just do a little bit of their own thinking and understanding how the body works and really being able to embrace that holistic idea. And so for us, um, that looks like giving our body healthy whole foods, right? Instead of subscribing to the typical standard American diet with the Coke and all of the junk food and the Cheetos, not that we don't have those things every once in a while. I don't have a problem with that, but just not that steady diet, right? Um, obviously for us, minimizing the amount of pharmaceuticals we're putting in our body is always one of our big goals. Now, that being said, Christian um, does have an inhaler that he uses and that's a prescription. And I don't love that, but obviously that's something that he needs at this point in time. And so I'm, I'm telling you this. So if you're in that situation where you have those health issues and you're still using some Western medicine, there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like just having that 
big idea of balance though is crucial here where we're not we're not going so far on one side that we're refusing um pharmaceutical interventions when it's smart and it's wise and it's needed and we're not going so far over on the other side where we're we're denying that sleep and good food and herbs and essential oils can have any effect, right? When the pendulum swings to either extreme, it's detrimental. And I really love the idea of being able to meet in the middle with that. And the biggest thing is taking a personal responsibility for my health and teaching my kids to do the same. And so for us, that's um, making sure we get good sleep, making sure that we're not eating a ton of sugar, making sure that we're moving our bodies, doing all of those sort of things. It's not foolproof. And sometimes we still need to go to the doctor. Um, Sage, my third born had a, I think it was RSV last year. And I, we do all the things and I did all the remedies and I did all the stuff. And she still ended up in the hospital for a few nights with RSV. And I was really grateful that we had the ability to take her to the hospital. And we didn't live in the 1800s where I would have been at home worried about her, you know, stopping breathing during the night. So I'm thankful to have those interventions, but I feel like the more personal responsibility we can take for our health, the better. And we've seen a lot of changes um, with Christian. Even he has a lot of funky stuff. He has his asthma and he has some weird food allergies and some weird skin stuff. And going to different um, natural doctors and naturopaths and, and getting just education on inflammation and food, that's helped him a ton. And it has enabled him to avoid probably being on a lot of extra pharmaceuticals by just watching his diet and watching, you know, how much dairy he intakes, which is a bummer because we have a milk cow, <laughs> but he's mindful of that. And he's um, done different cleanses and fasts over the years. And he's seen some pretty impressive improvements. The problem with all of that is that it takes a lot of effort. And I don't know about you, but I, I don't love restrictive diets any more than the next person. Uh, but that's been really big for us is just to be able to have a little bit more of a handle of what our bodies are doing and understanding that and, um, using those natural options whenever possible. So I feel like that's enabled us to stay out of the doctor's offices and away from the pharmacy a lot, a lot more than we would have, uh, otherwise. Okay. The next system that we have opted out of, again, it started off really not intentionally is, um, education, right? I've talked about homeschooling quite a bit on this podcast. I was homeschooled. And so that's kind of the reason we went ahead and decided to homeschool our kids. Uh, it wasn't with some really grand mission, believe it or not. Um, and honestly, I feel like our reasons for homeschooling initially are pretty different than the average homeschool family. We back, at least back then, so I've been homeschooling for six years now. But, um, when we started, it wasn't to like shelter our kids from all of everything. Like that's not really ever been my intention, but the real honest to goodness reason that we decided to homeschool was that I didn't want them to miss out on all the cool stuff that happens in our life because we are, you know, we're homesteading and we're, um, we we're working on the garden on a day, on a regular basis. And we're working with our herd of cattle and we are, um, doing entrepreneur stuff and we're running the restaurant and we're doing projects and building things. And I just, it made me so sad to think about my kids going off to an institutional setting and being inside a building all day for the majority of their year when Christian and I had all this cool stuff and all these learning experiences happening at home. So that's really the reason that we 
started homeschooling. That's it. That's the honest to goodness reason. And of course, as time has gone on and things have gotten a little crazier, um, we have, I've been really happy, especially the last year, you know, with the shutdowns and the, the school drama that has happened across the country, been very, very thankful that we're not stuck in that system. And so for us, that's the right choice. And I'm very careful, as you know, when I talk about homeschooling, I don't believe it's one size fits all for every single person. But if you are feeling this urge to break free from the constructs and be a little more free thinking and a little more independent and blaze your own trail a little bit more, that's definitely something to consider. And I feel like there's a lot uh, a more discussion and movement around this lately. I, I predict we're going to see a shift in the perception of education and how it works, which I think is really needed and very warranted. And I predict things like pod, uh, school pods and, and small um, clutches of people getting together to homeschool together. I think that's going to become more and more of a thing. And I am all about that. Um, but it has given us, again, a lot of freedom, a lot of freedom to not be worried about, you know, what mandates are they going to put on my kids in the classroom setting? I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about the the stuff that's being taught because that seems to be ramping up in a very interesting ways in the school. I don't have to be concerned about that. I'm able to allow our kids to have the freedom to explore and be creative on their own, be a part of our other businesses and working cattle and being out in the garden and, and living life and experiencing that in real time. And so that's been big for us. Um, it's not always easy that that is a big effort. It takes a lot of focus on my part. There are, there are definitely days where I'm like, you know what? My day would be so much easier if I wasn't homeschooling right now. I, I have had that thought. I continue to have that thought. Um, it's not an easy choice, but it is a good choice. It is worth it for us. And it may be worth it for you to consider. Okay. And then lastly, my favorite system to opt out of the one I've talked about for the last decade of my life, the industrial food system. Um, I have a special place in my heart for sticking it to the man when it comes to industrial food and really nothing highlighted how happy I was with my choice, for lack of a better way to say it, than last year when when the supply chain shortages got weird and you couldn't get beef and you couldn't get flour and you couldn't get yeast. And I was like, man, all this weird stuff I've been doing, it actually it actually is paying off much more than I thought. So that was very, very uh, gratifying. But um, I feel like uh, this is an area that whether the world's blowing up with COVID and all of its accompanying pieces or it's just normal, it is wise to not be stuck in the societal system of industrial food. It's better for you, obviously. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, so I'm not going to belabor this. And it is the, one of the most freeing things that you can do to take a firsthand approach to where your food comes from, growing it yourself, and preparing it yourself. And we're going to continue to talk about that a lot. Of course, I have a lot of episodes all about food and growing food and cooking food. But that has given us a lot of freedom. When there are shortages, I don't have to be as concerned about it. I just have a little bit of planning ahead, and we go from there. So there you have it. Those are the four things that we have opted out of that have allowed us a higher level of freedom, I think, than the average bear. <laughs> and like I said at the beginning, I didn't intend 
for it all to fit together like it has. I, of course, no one could have foreseen really what is happening in our world right now. But there's no better time to think for yourself and to reduce your dependency on the systems and just to start thinking bigger. And the best question you can ask yourself is, what if? Not what if the world explodes or what if the world blows up, not that type of what if, but what if everything I've been told my whole life about how you earn an income isn't actually the gospel truth? What if everything I've ever heard about, you know, you can't get an education outside of the public school system isn't actually completely the truth? What if uh, everything I have ever heard from big pharma and the powers that be in the medical world, maybe not everything is as factual and proven to be gospel as I thought. I feel like that question, that what if question can take you down some amazing paths and give you some revelations that you really never thought possible. So I encourage you just to start asking some questions and see where you end up. And again, I'm going to say it again, so I don't get emails. Your path won't look like mine. And Maybe it's very likely, you know, maybe your job is where you should be or the public school system is where your kids need to be. That is not for me to decide. That is for you to decide. All I can speak to is the freedom that kind of blazing our own trail and doing our own thing has given us. And so I I love being able to share those pieces of our story with you. And maybe you take them and you follow in our footsteps, you know, pretty close to what we've done, or maybe you just take those ideas and fashion them into your own path. But I just want you to know that you're never stuck. And there's a lot of fun and a lot of freedom that comes with being a nonconformist. So on that note, um, I have started a brand new little newsletter for the free thinking folks who follow me. And I have my big newsletter, of course, that I've had forever. Um, And so that will still be there. I'm not going to to just delete that. But I'm creating this little newsletter that's going to be targeted around a lot of the things we talked about today. And I'm going to be giving some really actionable ideas and tips for those of you who are ready to break your dependence on the systems, um, to create that higher level of freedom in your life, and just live life on your own terms. So if you want to join me, it's free. You can do so over at theprairiehomestead.com slash free thinker. There's no dashes or slashes, just slash free thinker, all one word. Um, it's a quick opt in and then you'll start getting some updates. I won't be sending you a ton of stuff, but as I get ideas and as I am working in each of these four areas, money, health, education, and food, and working on strategies for my own life, of course, as well as yours on how I can continue to live life on our own terms, and think outside of the box. I'll be sharing those in that newsletter. So theprayhomestead.com slash freethinker. Come on over and join me. And that's all I got for you today, friends. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Uh, Next episode, we're going to be talking about a little bit more of the food category. And we're going to talk about what would you do? Let's just kind of uh, role play a little bit here. Do some imagination. What would you do if you couldn't buy food at the grocery store? What would that look like? What would your plan be? I'm going to tell you a little bit about my thoughts on the topic and give you some tips on how you can uh, be prepared in your own life. So that's it, friends. Take care and we'll talk soon.